0: Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio.
1: Good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning. This is Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, presented by Progressive Insurance. All guests joining us on the Goodyear Hotline. Key, uh, you know, 7 o'clock hour now, when we first came in, Dan was like, how do I get anything done in the morning? I'm just, the schedule's different. You're used to waking up at 4 o'clock
0: in the morning, though, right? Yeah. So today was like 3 30 345 Yeah, how you feeling about that? I feel great, man. Okay. Are you All kidding right. me? It's Friday. It's a beautiful spring December day in New York City. It's 60 <laughs> degrees out there. <laughs> I got to go to Pittsburgh tomorrow, see the Titans play the Steelers on Sunday. I'm we're rolling, man. It's week 15. Let's do it. Can you hear the energy in his voice? I like it.
2: Yeah, no, I, I certainly hear the energy in the voice. That's a good thing until he gets to Pittsburgh and <laughs> has to bundle up. Then he'll yeah, be Yeah, uh, Sunday's going to be cold. Yeah, I, that's what I know. Yeah, it's All right, it's December.
1: <laughs> It'd be nice to have some of that uh, that Key J, uh, that Keyshawn Jay Will and Max uh, Gear you got on Key. Yeah, yeah I see. You, looks, I see you rocking it. I, why it do cozy. I still not have gear? I don't. Every no. Key has all the gear. I
2: don't know. What that now, is. see, you making it seem like I'm hiding something from you, Jay? No, don't but don't, your name's yeah, first know, on Jay, the show. I got mine. You got? Wow. Oh, see, wearing that's it what I'm today. saying. You know what? I'm gonna go get it. There's a couple people that got it. you got to talk to the right people. I think I might know the right people, though. That's what it is. Well,
1: you're or the dial- president. I'm hooked up. You're I'm the dial- president the of ESPN.
2: You're the one supposed to well, hook me up. If, if I was the president of ESPN, we'd be having a different conversation
0: right now. Trusting. A lot more show politics than I anticipated. <laughs> I think we all but be sitting out next know. to each other in L.A. That's why.
1: All right, anyway. Um, look, we, we mentioned the crazy stat from Thursday Night Football. And, and this one blew me away when I heard it, guys. Mm-hmm. The Chargers went 2 5 on fourth downs Monday. Um, they failed twice. Excuse me, Thursday. They failed twice on fourth and goal in the first half. According to Elias, they were the first team to fail on fourth and goal twice in the first half since the Chargers on December 16th, 1984, Whoa. against guess who? The Chiefs. That's weird. The same teams and the same dates.
2: Yeah,
3: that's creepy. Uh,
1: that's weird. So hearing all that, uh, hear what Brandon Staley had to say on why he went for it on fourth down.
3: That's the way we're going to play around here. That's the way we're going to play. And, um, you know, when we have a quarterback like ours and we have an offense like ours, that's the way we're going to play because that's how you need to play against Kansas City for sure. Um, And that's how uh, we're going to become the team that we're ultimately capable of being is is by playing that way. And, um, you know, uh, I'm really proud of our guys. I thought like we competed like champions today. Um, and they made a couple more plays in the fourth quarter and in overtime than we did. But I felt like our guys laid it on the line tonight, and I'm very, very proud of them for that.
1: So, Keith, yeah. break this down for me real quick, just because I, I'm a little bit confused when it comes to game management. And I, I get being aggressive, but when you start looking at it, you're saying three times the Chargers face fourth down in clear field goal range, right? And three times they went for the first down, three times the Chargers fail, which they leave nine points on the board. And then you see that the Chiefs score one extra in overtime and they win the game. Is that poor management? Would you have done it the same or done it differently?
2: You know, I was about to say, I was about to say Jay, that maybe I'm old. I don't, I don't know. Maybe, I mean, I look damn good, but maybe I'm just <laughs> old. And in the end, these analytics and this whole thing has gotten in the way of the way you're supposed to manage a football game. Mm. And when I played, that would have never happened. We go for it on fourth down maybe once, maybe twice, but we're talking fourth and inches, fourth and one. Otherwise, we getting ready to kick the field goal and take the points. Exactly. I mean, I don't understand this whole rash of going for it on fourth down. You look at the Arizona Cardinals the other night against the, the Los Angeles Rams. They had an opportunity with five-something minutes to go on the clock to get the three. They went for it on fourth down, got stuffed. They still was two scores down. If you kick a field goal right there, you one score down. So I don't really, I don't get it. Unless it's fourth and goal from your two-yard line or something like that. But when you just continuously going for it and getting smashed and not having positive results, you might want to rethink the attitude of, this is the way we're going to play around here. You might want to rethink that.
1: Dan, how much of that do you think for Coach Brandon Staley went into the mind of Chris Jones out, defense may not be the same, this is our opportunity to take advantage of it? Maybe? I'm trying to find rationale Yeah,
0: look, and also you hear him talk about that's how you beat the Chiefs. You need as many points as possible to beat the Chiefs. You want touchdowns, not field goals. He, he's been pretty consistent. Look, we talked about coaches earlier. You want somebody with a consistency of vision, right? You want to know what the plan is. I think if you're playing for Brandon Staley, whether you agree with him or not on the fourth down issue – at least you know where he stands right you know what it's yeah. going to be he's not he's not a flip flopper on that and that's important i think he and he's telling his team this is who i think you are i think you're a team that can pick that fourth down up i believe you're a quarterback Justin Herbert that can get that done key you retired in uh, 2006 so yes. there's like so there's 15 more years of data uh, in terms of um yeah you know, that's a pretty good percentage 15 years of of the history of of the league um, that, that tells you what the, what the proper idea is to go for it on fourth down or not. There's also an influx of coaches who are more willing, I think, to use that data, who are open-minded to it. You can make the argument that Staley goes too far, but he's going to stick with it, and I don't think it's – I don't think it's because he's flipping a coin. Like I, mm-hmm. I think he has I think he has a belief supported by data of this is the right way to operate given the situation. How,
2: how many times, Dan, have we had this conversation this year though with Brandon Staley and fourth yeah. downs in losses? Yeah. Right? Well, I mean, We've had this consistent. conversation, I think, for my taste buds, way too often when you're dealing with six, seventeen games in a season. I mean, this conversation right. feels like I've had
0: it at least Three times, which is too much for my taste buds right, but i mean the, the, but the bigger issue is not I mean like three games or or even sixteen games, relatively small sample size compared to years and decades, and he 's basing this on what bears itself out over a long period of time again, we can do results based analysis and say he 's wrong because it didn 't work, but i don 't think that 's how he views it, and I think no, he views himself as somebody who'll be there a long time and be able to. Um, and, and and that'll even out. If he thinks like fourth down conversion rates are going to even out over a long period of time, then he's going to continue to do it. Guys,
1: I, w- I want to yeah, let... I understand. Okay, I want to let Dennis from Delaware chime in here on the Dr. Pepper call online. Dennis, what do you got for us on Brandon Staley?
4: Hey, guys. Thanks for taking my call. F minus on Brandon Staley. This guy hates kickers more than Urban Meyer. I mean, Gosh, he was so hopped tiny. up on Mountain Dew last night. You can't trust in analytics in a game like that. Bill Parcells, would never go for for it on fourth down on the first drive of the game. They get a 75 yard return. Okay, you got an opportunity to put points on the board in a game like that, and you don't get them. Parcells, Don Shula, never do that. I mean, and then after the post game, take zero responsibility. I mean, how about taking some responsibility about some of the play calling on the on the first and goal? I mean, I just don't get it. I mean, you can't let points. You can't leave points on uh on the field in, in a game like that, man. Just no way. And they beat them in September, 30 to 24. Tell them. They Tell beat him. them in September, 30 to 24, okay? Kansas City's not some big scoring machine this year. Anybody knows they've been scoring maybe maybe 25 to 28 points this year. They He's st- I mean, total F minus yeah. Brandon Staley. They should have had 28. It should have been 28 to uh 10. In the, after that first half, just a F minus for Brandon Staley. Thanks for taking my call, as hey, always, guys. Love Jay. the energy, Dennis. Yeah. Hey Jay, how much you think he laid on the game? Oh, he laid a lot, kid.
0: <laughs> <laughs> he definitely laid a F- lot. Minus.
2: I mean, don't... but but Dad, it's it's. <laughs> I, I don't know. He sounds like me. I'm not old yes. like that. I can roll with the times. Yeah. But at the end of the day, the Chargers been losing games like this when there was yeah. no data anyway. It so did. it's like. It is what it is.
0: I mean, it didn't work. If it continues to not work, then he probably won't get the chance to put his plan into place over a long period of time. So hopefully for his sake, uh, it turns around.
1: Key, I think Dennis and Delaware were speaking for me, too, if you could have seen me last night. Throw my I, I just,
2: It sounds yes. like he laid a lot on the game because <laughs> yes. he was like, raw, 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 raw. <laughs> they should have gone for the three.
1: <laughs> All right, this is Keyshawn J. Willimax coming to you live from the Seaport District at Pier 17, brought to you by Chase. Listen up, guys. Chiefs? or the field in the AFC. We'll ask key that next G Jay, Will and Max, the podcast.
5: For the ones who get it done. Granger offers high quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call
3: clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do, big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful slash unsportsmanlike today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp slash unsportsmanlike.
4: Mahomes throws out, tipped, intercepted by Chenna. Eckler toward the end zone and he is in. They fire
2: for the end zone, caught. Tyreek Hill, back of the end zone. And now we're tied at 21. Herbert to Keenan Allen clutch. Mahomes oh, fires it late for Kelsey,
3: who dives and catches it.
2: The almighty coin toss can decide this game. You How feel like that? it's gonna, right?
3: Caught by Kelsey at the 30. Spins back. Kelsey at the 10-5. Touchdown! And the Chiefs take commanding two-game lead
2: in the AFC West.
1: Oh, this is our future key. Justin Herbert. We talk about Patrick Mahomes, the battles we have coming up. This is Keyshawn J. Will and Max key and jay with you this morning we're presented by progressive insurance insurance for motorcycles boats and rvs for protection on the road and on the water see how much you can save in as little as three minutes at 1-800 progressive and progressive.com so key we're going to bring our guy in harry douglas into this conversation on the Goodyear hotline what up harry how you doing man what's good fellas how y'all doing this morning
2: it's all good, Dougie Fresh. I'm out West.
6: <laughs> he got that good warm weather. He feeling right, Harry. Where you I'm at? In a, you I'm home? in a, I'm in Atlanta, baby. It was warm here yesterday. I don't know what's going on. I think it might be in the seventies today, which is crazy what? for December. Seventies?
2: I believe so. Key, is it
1: in the sixties in LA today? What's the forecast say?
2: Yeah, it's Second. gonna be, it's it's probably right now about th- thirty eight and then it'll probably get up to about sixty five. <sighs> uh, but it's but it's a it's a it's a nice crisp 65, it's like you can smell the cleanness because it rained the other day, so you can <laughs> smell, smell, smell it clean. in the air. Smell so,
6: yeah, clean. Jay, it's supposed to be the high today. the at 68 here in Atlanta. I'm done with you both. Like, seriously. <laughs>
1: like You're starting off my Friday on the wrong foot. Anyway, Harry, I, I do want to ask you, we, we kicked this show off with a conversation I thought was fascinating considering where this team was through the first four or five weeks of the season. If I asked you right now, are you
6: taking the Chiefs or the field in the AFC, what would you say? Ooh, that's a tough one, Jay. But I'm a, right now, um, I do like what the Chiefs have presented, uh, not just the last few weeks, but over a period of time. And they're playing a great brand of football in the month of December, which you want to be doing. But so is New England. And I have another team that I'm going to throw in there. Right now, I have three teams um, that can possibly take this thing in the AFC. I have Kansas City. I have New England. And I have the Titans. And I say the Titans because – when they went on their bye week, it was very, very needed, right? They were hurt. They were banged up. Um, I think besides Baltimore, they might be the second team in the National Football League with the most players on, on injured reserve, on IR. Uh, and they're getting healthy now. They're, they just got Bud to back. They got Julio back. They're about to get A.J. Brown back. So those are the three teams right now that I have in the AFC to make some noise and contend for a Super Bowl.
2: Harry, when, when, when are they expecting, if at all, um... – Derrick Henry, do they expect him if they make the playoffs? Yeah, he, he's
6: he's on schedule. Um, he's I think he's on schedule to come back in the regular season, but there's no need to – in my eyes, there's no need for him to play in the regular season. So, uh, especially if Tennessee can get that first round by, which they have a great chance to get because of their schedule. They have the easiest schedule remaining in the National Football League. So, if they can get that first round by, that, that would even pay more dividends – to that, to that organization, and then give Derrick Henry another week to, to recover mm. and get back.
2: You, you, you watched the game, obviously, last night. And, yeah. And so when you look at it, where are the charges at, man? Are they a, a year Are they a year away, maybe two years away?
6: I think they're about – you got it right. I think it's about a year or two. Because when I'm looking at this team last night, I'm like, they literally should have beat the Chiefs last night easily. Um I, I, I don't – listen, I understand it was more to the game than analytics. Uh, you had some drop touchdowns. You had a fumble down there at the goal line. But in my eyes, man, Key, I, I, I'm i old school. I got to take points, man. I can't Damn, leave points on the too. board like that. I got to take them. I, I, I can't leave points on the board like that because at the end of the day, and I know Coach Stanley said, okay, when you're playing the Kansas City Chiefs, you got to go for it on fourth down. You got to go for touchdowns. Well, last night. If you just would have went for one or two of the field goals, you would have won the game. So you can't just sit up here and say, if we just, when we play playing the Chiefs, we got to score touchdowns. And I said another thing that bothered me last night, though. When you playing the Kansas City Chiefs, Key and Jay, who are the two people that can beat you besides Patrick Mahomes? Kelsey and and, 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 Tyreek, and Tyreek Hill. Hill yeah. Yeah. Why in the hell do, don't you game plan to double those guys or at least try to take one of them away? That now, when I tweeted coaching lost that game last night, that was part of the reason why I tweeted that. Because those of you who are listening right now, if you didn't watch the game, Travis Kelsey had 10 catches for 191 yards and two touchdowns. Yeah. Tyreek Hill had 12 catches for 148 yards and one touchdown. The next person in line had 22 yards receiving. No running back had over 32 yards rushing in that game. Wow. So as the last few years we've known, those are the two guys that can beat you. Kia always said that the Kansas City Chiefs need to find a third wheel, and they don't have it right now. I understand. I like Nicole Hartman, but he's not that guy right now, and he hasn't been last. He wasn't last year. He hasn't been up this this year. If you can contain those two guys, or at least one of them, you have a chance to win the football game. But you can't let both of them get off.
1: But wait, Harry, if they don't have a third
6: wheel, does that?
1: does that make you think less of them to actually win a Super Bowl or come out of the AFC? Um,
7: like, out of when, your three
1: teams, where would you have them ranked? Like would you have them ranked over the Pats? Or would you have the Pats number one, the Chiefs number two, and then the Titans number three? Uh,
6: I would honestly go Chiefs one right now just because of their history and they've been there and done it. Um, I would have Tennessee two and New England three. The simple wow, fact that – New England three? Yeah. Let me tell you why, though. Um, if you get into a shootout with one of these ball clubs, you don't have the arsenal offensively, in my eyes, to keep up with it. You see what I'm saying? If you get down big to one of these teams, where's your prolific wide receiver that you know you can go to, play in and play out, and make that play to to, to get points on the board? They don't have that. Key, do you agree on that?
2: No, No, I agree with him to some degree because they haven't shown that to us yet. It doesn't mean that Nelson Aguilar and Kendrick Bourne and, and Jacoby Myers cannot do those things. They just, their style shown. of play hasn't shown us that. That's the biggest thing that I think people are waiting for. As I always say, it's nothing against Mac Jones. He's doing exactly what they're asking him to do. But as Henry said, I mean, as as um, Henry, Lord, have mercy. As Dougie said, Harry, you've got to at some point unleash that because you're not going to be able to just keep playing the style that you want to play. When you run up against a Kansas city or even a healthy Tennessee that decides to use the trees on the outside and throw the ball down the field and put up points, you've got to be able to match that at some point. Um, And I think that that is kind of the Chargers' issue too. You put up points, you don't run from points. Exactly. And, and people get caught up in these analytics around here. Man, you take the points. you Because I was always told, I remember Coach Parcells telling me, we're going to score points because it changes the thought process of the other sideline. If I go up 3 nothing, you now thinking I'm down 3. If I go up 6 nothing, now all of a sudden they're thinking, damn, I'm down 6. So what they thought they wanted to do they're not going to do anymore. They're going to get off script. But when you allow them to stay on script, that is how you lose football games. It's, a, it's almost like a a, a you know a chess match. You back and forth. Whose move is going to be best next?
1: Harry, let's talk about this chess match as we have Harry Douglas, ESPN football analyst, joining us here on Keyshawn J. Will and Max. With the Rams knocking off the Cardinals, the news the other day, which broke my heart for the Red Sea, D-Hop out. <laughs> Yes, Key. <laughs> Broke my heart because I love the Red Sea. Who,
6: who's the top NFC team right now? Uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And then I got Green Bay at number two. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers are number one. Um, they're playing a good brand of football right now. Like, uh, just like the, you see with the Chiefs in, and you see with the New England Patriots, right? We've seen Tom Brady. We've seen this story so many times, man. And they're getting healthy as well. Uh, not to mention, they don't even have A.B. right now. If Bruce Aarons, is, we don't know what he's going to decide to do with A.B., but if I know Bruce Arians, like I know Bruce Arians, A.B. going to be out there as soon as he gets a chance to be. Uh, but I, I think right now the team to beat in the NFC is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and they just happen to be the defending Super Bowl champions as well.
2: Yeah, I, I would say if, if you ask it, in the NFC, I'm going to go Green Bay, Tampa, Dallas, Rams, Cardinals. That's kind of the way that I look at the pecking order in in the NFC. And and the reason that I say Green Bay is because Aaron Rodgers is on to something right now. He's just (laughs) playing pretty flawless. Um, Tom Brady's on to something too. I just don't think that Green Bay, if they stay home field advantage of Tampa Bay or Dallas or Arizona or or the Rams can walk into Green Bay and win that thing. Because remember – if you get the first round by, you only got one game to get to the NFC Championship. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And and, and and the NFC Championship game is in February. Oh no, it's in it's in <laughs> end of January. Late, late January.
6: Late January. Yeah. January late yeah.
2: January. You know how damn cold it's going to be. I understand. <laughs> I understand that Tampa went in there last year with no pandemic. I mean, with a pandemic and no real fans in the stands. When you get up in the Green Bay, and you know this, Harry, because you played there. Yeah. And you you've been there before. When you in Green Bay, Jay, and it's – let's just be nice. It's nine degrees. I'm going to be nice. No, Key, That's I'm nice. not going to let
6: you – no, Key, I'm not going to let you be nice because I played there twice in December, and it was negative 12 one time with the wind chill, yeah, and I, then it was negative yeah. 6 the other time with the wind chill. I played, catch the ball, was, I
2: played there when it was negative 8. We didn't even go out for warm-ups. And so when you think about that, Jay, and you say – these teams going there with full house fans now, that cold yeah. going to feel like negative 50. Mm-hmm.
1: All right, let's talk about a place where it's warm, Harry. Yesterday, breaking news, Urban Meyer got fired. Um, you know, We'll find out if it's for, for cause or not, which will make it interesting for you know, what part of his salary he can actually get. But what did you make of the Jags letting Urban go?
6: What took so damn long? Should have been did that. Should have been made that decision. And, you gotta, and this is the thing, coaches, uh, college coaches and, and anybody who hasn't been in the NFL, if you come to the NFL, you got to understand. These grown men at the NFL level, right? These guys will whoop your ass, man. Like, you better play with your own kids and your grandkids. Don't be playing with nobody else. You know what I'm saying? Because it's just certain things people aren't going to tolerate. At this level. And I'm surprised it lasted this long. And I understand in the college mentality, this is how I do to rally my troops. This is how I do to get guys going and get the best out of them. That's how you do it in college. You don't do it at, the, at, at this level like that. Because you have guys making more money than you. But since Urban Meyer got there, man, he has been a distraction for that team. And then when your quarterback, your, 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 the guy you drafted, number one, overall, comes out and says there's too many distractions, it, it has to stop. It has to stop. But then now you have to make a move. you got to make a decision now because are you going to go with your, your coach or are you going to go with your quarterback? And nine times, Well, ten times out of ten, I'm going with the guy I drafted number one overall who just wants to play football and don't want to be in the headlines for stupid stuff. Harry, we
1: had Jim Moore on the head coach of UConn yesterday, and he was talking about, you know, in college you can, you can do all that rah-rah stuff. Yeah. You, can, you can push people. Have you ever had a coach that tried to do that to you on the professional level? And if so, how did you handle it?
6: Um honestly I tell you this, man. When I got to the NFL, I was surprised at how much it didn't happen because it was so much of that for me in college and then all through my years growing up and stuff, that's all I knew. So when a coach wasn't screaming and cussing at me and this and this, I thought it was weird. But that's just how things go on on, on the on the on the national football level, man, and at the professional level, period. Uh you have guys that man, you, you coaches that you don't, you don't have to demean people to get the best out of them. And plus, not everybody responds to that the same way either.
1: That's Harry Douglas on the Goodyear Hotline, brought to you by Goodyear, making the plays that move you forward. Goodyear, more driven. Harry, thanks, brother. I appreciate you, man.
6: Nah, no problem, fellas. All right, Dougie.
4: 170! What's up?
2: This is 4 Downs.
1: All right, Evan, your show Take us away. Let's get it. All
7: right, let's do it. Four downs. Here's uh, let's get the first down.
2: First down.
7: Patriots Colts Saturday night, 8 15 Eastern Indy. A two and a half point favorite in this game. The over under is 45 and a half key. Who do you like?
2: I I I I like the New England Patriots in this particular game. Bill Belichick has been a master at taking away what you do best. And what is it that the Indianapolis Colts do so well? They run the football. With Jonathan Taylor. So, number one, you take Jonathan Taylor out of the football game. Now you put it on Carson Wentz. And then what you do is you take J.C. Jackson the corner. You eliminate Michael Pittman Jr. Now it becomes more pressure on Carson Wentz. Now you allow Carson Wentz to put his team in bad positions by turning the football over, you do what you do with a young Mac Jones, methodically move the football down the field, put points on the board, and play defense, and get out of Indy with a win.
1: Guys, I, I think the Colts are going to win this one. Now, I get that they're probably going to stack the box. Bill Belichick is genius at this. They're going to take away Jonathan Taylor, like you said, Key. And I know that the Colts haven't relied upon Carson Wentz to lift the offense all the time. He only has two games where he's thrown for over 300 yards or more. But so there, There's something that feels right about the way the Colts are trending. And this game being at home for Carson Wentz, I, I, I think this could be a come-out game for him against a Pats team that is pretty hot. I, I'm going to take the Colts to win this one.
7: I got to get this note in real quick. First meeting between the teams without Tom Brady or Peyton Manning since 1997, the starting quarterbacks were Jim Harbaugh and Drew Bledsoe. Let's wow. go to second down.
0: Second down.
7: Bengals at Broncos Sunday, 405 Eastern. Denver, two and a half point favorite. The over under is 43 and a half. Key.
2: This is a very interesting game to me. It's a hard one to call, but I think I'm going to take the Denver Broncos in this situation. Teddy Bridgewater and company has done a terrific job at home at times playing a certain style of football. I understand that it's not the sexiest looking team. The coach is still somewhat on the simmer hot seat, but. They can win this football game and get themselves in a wild-card position. Now, here's what I would say about Cincinnati. This is a big game for the Cincinnati Bengals. You have a banged-up Baltimore Ravens team that possibly is going to lose to the Green Bay Packers. Then you have a Cleveland team that is not at full stock. So now you're looking at that, and a Pittsburgh team that's banged up with an old quarterback. You have an opportunity to kind of close the gap, take the lead, and become the AFC North champions by the end of the year if you get out of Denver with a W. Can they? I don't know. That's why I'm taking the Denver Broncos.
1: Key, they better. With the talent they have, uh, this is Burrow time for me, guys. And I've seen Burrow in some big moments in college really step up, college football playoffs, semifinals, finals. He did it at a high level. I watched them even in the last game. They tried to make an incredible fourth quarter comeback. They couldn't get over the hump. But I feel like this is an opportunity for him to stick his flag in the ground in the NFL by saying, We are here. We have arrived for all those reasons that you said, Key, in the AFC North. How beat up teams are. Lamar Jackson, what he's going through with the ankle. What's happening with the Browns. What's up with the Steelers. This is the time for the Bengals to step it up and really own it and own that division.
7: Let's go to third down.
0: Third down.
7: Our next two games, part of a football doubleheader on Sunday on ESPN Radio. Steelers host Titans, followed by Packers at Ravens. Coverage begins at noon Eastern on select ESPN Radio stations. Let's start with that. Packers at Ravens. Sunday, 425. Green Bay is minus 5.5. The over-under is 43.5, Key. I'm going to
2: take the Packers in this situation. Aaron Rodgers want to keep that bye so they can get the first round uh, bye and, and continue to win the way that they've been winning. I certainly like Baltimore's chances, but Lamar Jackson playing banged up and hobbled, it's going to be tough to unseat the Green Bay Packers and Aaron Rodgers.
1: Yeah, can you ask, you know, what, what is Lamar Jackson's best asset? It's his legs, his ability to get out of the pocket and move and get those yards. And when his ankle is, regardless, even if he's able to come back, you're still going to be hindered with that to a degree. I just think, the Packers are a complete team, like you said, from top to bottom. I'm still wondering what they could be when they get a lot of their pieces of the offensive line back. But Aaron Rodgers, regardless of whether his pinky toe hurts or not, this dude is just unbelievable. You're seeing it where people compared him to be to Michael Jordan in the NFL. Uh, he has that type of talent. I'm going to go with the Packers.
7: Packers can clinch the NFC North with a win or tie or a Vikings loss or tie. Let's go to fourth down. Fourth down. This game also on ESPN Radio Sunday, 1 o'clock Eastern. It's a pick game. There's no line. It's even. The over-under is 41-and-a-half. I got the Titans at the Steelers, Key. Hmm. I'm going to pick
2: the Pittsburgh Steelers in this situation. I just feel like Ben Roethlisberger is coming to an end in his career in Pittsburgh. He wants to go out on a high note. And Mike Tomlin has always put his team in a position to be successful after things look kind of dark and gleam. I'm taking Pittsburgh in this situation.
1: I'm with you, kid. I'm going to go with Pittsburgh here, too. I, I, you know, coaches have opportunities when they're able to get the attention of their players. And considering the way last game went with Chase Claypool, a lot of issues that Mike Tamlin feels like this team needs to address, I think he has the attention of the Steelers. Now, the offense carried a, a huge load last game. Uh, they need that defense to get back on track. But I'm, I'm going to take the Steelers to win this one at home for Big Ben that start closing this thing out the right way.
7: The Titans have a two-game lead in the division. They can clinch the AFC South with a win and a Colts loss to the Patriots on Saturday. So the Titans will know going into that game whether or not they can clinch the division. Four Downs brought to you by Geico. Whether you rent or own, Geico makes it easy to bundle home and car insurance. Go to geico.com today. Let's go to the bonus down.
2: Bonus down.
7: Raiders at Browns. We've talked a lot about this game off the field. On the field, though, Vegas now a three-and-a-half-point favorite. The over-under is 40. Browns could be without Baker, could be without Case Keenum, could be without Kevin Stefanski, Key.
2: Look, here's what I would say. The Raiders certainly have been a Jekyll and Hyde team this football season. They started off hot, started to fade. We saw them last week against the Kansas City Chiefs. They did not look like a good football team. Derek Carr has been up and down. No players – in Cleveland right now. No Kevin Stefanski, no first or second quarterback. I'm taking the Raiders. You got to be a fool to think that the Browns are going to beat them when they're dismantled.
1: I would probably take the Raiders, too, with you, Key, but something feels weird about this. And you know I pay attention to the line. You know I gamble here and there. I just dabble just a little bit. But when the line goes to just the Raiders' three-and-a-half-point favorites, I'm sitting there saying, wait, they're just three-and-a-half-point favorites? Who do the Browns even have left? What is going on? There's something that just doesn't feel right, and as Dan's, Dan Graziano said earlier in our show, could Case Keenum test enough where he can actually get a negative result back-to-back? I, I don't know. A part of me wants to take the Browns just to play devil's advocate here. All right. it's your four downs. Evan, you did a hell of a job hosting like you always do. I love that. All right.
2: Your voice, man. What? Evan, what what's wrong with you did my – Hosting.
1: Is it more of a kiss after dark kind of voice? key? Is that what you're saying?
2: Yeah, I'm like, wait a minute, man. Am I listening to like late night music as I fall asleep?
1: Welcome to the sweet tones. All right. Keyshawn, <laughs> J. Will, and Max, the podcast.
5: Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible
2: items only, exclusions apply. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day.
3: But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there.
2: But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com.
1: How about them boys? This is Keyshawn, J. Will and Max on ESPN Radio and ESPN2. We're presented by Progressive Insurance. J. Williams, Keyshawn Johnson, and Dan Graziano with you today. We asked Dan on Tuesday if it was an overreaction to say Michael Parsons is the best defensive rookie since LT. And, Dan, your answer was?
0: Dan? Oh, I thought you were going to play it back like you did with the other thing. I'm asking your answer real oh, quick. Oh, okay. Sorry. I wasn't, I wasn't in the meeting. Gotcha. It's all good. Okay. Your answer was meeting. yes, right? The answer was yes. Great. Perfect. All right. So, I, I know. Uh, th- yes, it's an overreaction. I said, no, it's not an overreaction. It's Not an overreaction. Right, 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 okay. right, right, right. Sorry, okay. this is very confusing. All right, no worries, we got it. We I understand we, we, it's radio yet. We'll through it. Yeah, it's still new to me. But look, no, I, I think it's, I, I think when you talk about impact, you're, you're looking at a guy that has changed them completely, right? I mean, you go back to training camp; they have a rookie, first-round pick, but they they change their defense to build it around him, and, and that tells you a lot of what you need to know.
1: I think you're exactly right. So we didn't compare Micah to LT, but some have, and here's Micah's response to those comparisons.
2: It's, it's definitely I would definitely say it's, it's a, like real too early. I mean, I can see the similarities, but LT was completely different, man. Like it's a, it's an honor that people are doing that, but I mean, be compared to like a Hall of Famer so early on. I mean, it's just not ready to be in the conversation yet. It's still a long way to go. I mean, he had 142, so. I have 130 more sacks to go before we can start saying, yeah, that was LT." So let's just chill and, you know, keep enjoying the work uh, that I got to keep putting in to get there.
1: Key, I love that he just keeps track of the numbers, though. He knows exactly how many more <laughs> he great. has to go in <laughs> order to get there. It talks about his competitive drive. I love it.
2: I'm sure somebody, I'm sure one of the coaches or something also told him, don't get caught up and think that you have arrived because your name has been mentioned in the likes of Lawrence Taylor and others. I'm sure that and told him, you know, exactly what the sack total was. So he remembers that clearly.
0: I don't know, man. I think it's great that he knows how many sacks LT has. I want to know who else's number he knows on that list. And if it's all of them, that tells you he has his sights set on big things. Look, I I mean, the kid is – he's – and and by the way his answer was fantastic which is you know let's let's relax about that right LT is one of the great players of all time let's not i have a lot of work to do to get there but you know he clearly has the talent uh, to be whatever he wants in this league he's making good on it right away and and i think it's uh, i i think it's one of the fun stories of the year
2: and when he, you talk about comparing like Lawrence Taylor for instance i didn't play against LT i have came into the league as he was leaving the league but I've seen enough film and I've been around enough people that played with him and, and I played with people that played with him, and I also was coached by the same guy who coached him. Yeah, It wasn't just about the sacks with LT, as you know, Dan. It was about striking fear in the offensive tackles. He would come up to the line of scrimmage and move his fingers and the dude would jump off sides. And so it, it, he didn't even flinch. he just move his fingers and the guy would just jump off sides that's striking fear into your opponent. So you got the edge and got him beat already. And I think Michael Parsons is certainly headed in that direction. You think about guys like Javon Kurse early on in his career, the dominance that he had off of the edge, or DeMarcus Ware, for instance, or Von Mm -hmm. Miller. So there's a long list of those style players that have dominated the game. But when you talk about the best player defensively since Lawrence Taylor, I mean, damn! As a rookie, yeah. Deion Sanders was ridiculous. Yeah,
0: I, I think the other thing, though, about Parsons, like we're talking about edge rushers, right? And we're talking about guys that 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 piled up big sack totals. And fair enough, he's got 12. Uh, that's amazing. That's not actually all he is. Like, if, yes. if they I mean, mm-hmm. if they need him to be an off-ball linebacker, then he's actually great at that too. He's got his sack total has happened in part because they were thin on the edge and they were able to move him there. So I think when you look at Parsons how tough it is for rookies to transition into this league. He's managed to do it and make an impact at multiple positions. And yeah. I think that's spectacular. And Key, I you, know, you were saying this week
1: that. that, you know, his, his heart and soul is very similar to the quarterback position, right? With how he can lead the defense. So with that being said, Greeny asked, don't get up yesterday. Are the Cowboys rising with the rest of the NFC teams like the Rams, the Packers and the Bucks? Do you have them key in that upper echelon considering where this defense started off and how they are now, even with the somewhat poor play of Dak Prescott over the last maybe four or five games?
2: Yeah, I'm not, I'm not extremely worried about the Dallas Cowboys right now. I think if, if Dak Prescott could get, to playing better than he is playing right now. And the defense continues to gel like they're doing. Now, remember, uh, Lawrence, Demarcus Lawrence, Michael Parsons, and, um, and, and, and Gregory hadn't played any football together until a week ago. They, they had about 40 snaps this year together. And we saw what that looked like when they were on the field together. So I think the defense has the, the opportunity to, to be the leader of this football team with that being said, the offense can score some points. The defense can hold and shut people out. They've got a chance to be right there in the end in the NFC Championship game, potentially with Green Bay or or uh, Tampa Bay or the Rams, for
0: instance.
1: Dan, real quick, would, would Dan Quinn be your defensive coach of the year thus far?
0: Defensive coach of the year? Considering where they were last yes. year and where they are now, I think so. I, I think it's... It's, it's impressive. I, I, honestly, we talked Chiefs earlier. Steve Spagnuolo has got to be in that conversation too because, uh, again, a Chiefs team that's being led by defense is not something I think any of us saw coming. Key, real quick, who are you taking, Steve Spagnuolo or Dan Quinn? Vance Joseph. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I mean, you put me he, on the spot. There's, a, there's plenty of other dudes.
2: All
0: right, We've got a lot more football to discuss coming up.
1: Getting back into some New York sports, but, you know, look, we're going to stay in the NFC East. And one team that needs to shut down his quarterback now, (laughs) this is such a big conversation. That's next on Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max on ESPN Radio. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast.
0: Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America.